Hey everyone, welcome to Limitless Radio Cast, episode 34. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We'd like to thank True Tubes Tattoo Supply for sponsoring this show. All you tattooers out there, go out and get all your equipment, your inks, your needles, your pens, your PPE, anything you need for tattooing, True Tubes Tattoo Supply has you covered. Limitless, at checkout, get a 10% discount. Check them out. Remember, stay true. We'd also like to thank Magic City Brewing Company, located in Akron, Ohio. For all your wonderfully great crafted beers, check out Magic City Brewing in Akron, Ohio. Remember to go out there and check out RollAmongUs.com also. For all your fight gear needs, they have fight shorts, geese, standard geese, lanky geese, rash guards, anything. Some t-shirts, sweatshirts, accessories. You want it, they got it. RollAmongUs.com, Limitless20 at checkout for a 20% discount. Check them out. Also, go out there and check out BattleBomb.com. Limitless20 at checkout for a 20% discount. They have CBD and non-CBD rubs for those aches, pains, those muscle strains. Put it on, rub it in, gonna feel great, trust me. Try it out a little bit, see what it does. I'm telling you right now, I use it all the time, it's gonna feel great. Remember, BattleBomb.com, Limitless20 at checkout. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today we're hanging out with a fellow local BJJ black belt, Mike Manchek. He is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt under Matt Waterhouse. He's located at Worcester, Ohio. Oh, screw this up. And he has his own gym called Manchek Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Worcester, Ohio. So everybody out there that's local in that area, be sure to check him out. We'll get into all that stuff. We'll get into his background and everything else. Mike, thanks so much for joining us, hanging out with us. Chad and you guys, you have a little bit of history together in terms of knowing each other and seeing each other and all that. So thanks for being with us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. It's great to be on. So how'd you feel? Yeah, go ahead, Chad. I was just going to say, Terry, and wouldn't know how long we knew each other. I said, we probably more know of each other than like, yeah. you know, we haven't trained together, but obviously in the community, as long as we've been training, we obviously know who each other is. So, but oh, yeah. we got to chat a little bit back or, you know, last week for the tournament and stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of funny too. Uh, this is just a side note story. So my son plays baseball. He's, um, he just turned eight yesterday. Um, <clears throat> and he played spring ball and there was a guy that coached that said he knew, a guy who trains at a school or owns the school, which could be you, Mike, he yeah. never told me your name in, <laughs> in uh, Worcester. And he was like, he bugs me all the time to come train. And for the life of me, I cannot remember his son's name, but I live in Jackson yeah. Township. And uh, okay. so his son played and I was thinking, I wonder if that's, that's the gotta be right. Talker. It's yeah. gotta be. So that's what I was, as far thinking. as I know, it's gotta be. <laughs> and I'm sure you, bug people but you ask people hey come in and train you know yeah Yeah. oh yeah um, but yeah it's just funny because i was thinking i bet that's him it's a small world yeah it really is which you know we've talked about the bjj community it's you know for me it's i'm fairly new to it still um you know 19 months in from uh, training with chad but i'm learning quickly that the community is is super tight and it also is growing rapidly versus maybe you like West coast, you know, like from when you guys started and you know, how you got into it and how Chad got into it. You guys are all these garage guys that like started in a garage with a mat paying the neighbor kids $5 to do chokes. On them. <laughs> yeah. It was either a garage or a basement. I feel. Yeah. Is yeah. that how you started Mike too? So I started, um, 
it's actually so a lot of people you know that get involved in you know jujitsu it's like the path is usually you know you start with jujitsu and then i mean even the bigger names they'll start with jujitsu and then they like kind of you know transition into mixed martial arts at some you know it's like the natural progression for a lot of guys if they want a little more out of it mine was actually the exact opposite i started at an mma gym and i did mma um uh for geez probably i want to say like eight months or so like like something like that and then i transitioned to jujitsu after that just because it was just out of necessity the gym ended up moving or closing or something like that and then uh I found it that way. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it's just weird how it worked out. It wasn't like I was, you know, I specifically sought out jujitsu. I, yeah. I actually found a, found an MMA gym. I guess we're just, you know, jump right into it. I found an MMA gym. I was going to, uh, I was going to school in uh, actually in North Canton and I found a, there was an MMA gym right out there. So I was like, man, it was like the ultimate fighter was going on and stuff yeah. like that. And I loved it. I love watching the UFC. <laughs> I was like, I got to get in on that. And then, uh, like I said, they, they ended up closing up shop and we did a little bit of everything in there. They had, you know, they had grappling striking. Um, and then I found, uh, I found Eduardo on just add like a Google search and then, you know, swallowed my pride and, and, uh, and headed in there. And uh, I guess the rest is history, you know, <laughs> that's pretty awesome though, because a lot of people don't start that way. Like you said, yeah. like. It's not that it's backwards. You just were introduced to MMA first, Mm -hmm. loved it. You had a passion for it. There just happened to be a school that you could go to it, you know, and then it transitioned into, you know, jujitsu and like where you are now. Um, So that's awesome. That's very cool. Where'd you go to school here in North Canada? Uh, I went to, so I was, I was going to Akron U. I transferred to Stark State. um, And then I went there for a while and, uh, yeah, jujitsu outlasted my college career. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, that's all for the best, to be honest with you. It worked out great. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm a U of A and Stark state as well. (laughs) Went to both schools. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, That's very cool. Um, did you wrestle or anything in school when in high school? No, I didn't. It's, it's, uh, it's funny because, um, you know, like a lot of schools around here, I mean, we're, we're kind of out in the, you know, in the country, I mean, not, we're not in the country, but we're in Wayne County. Yeah. Uh, We're in Worcester. It's like the big hub, but, uh, um, yeah, like everybody, everybody wrestles out here. Like every other person (laughs) that walks through the door, you know, is, is a a former wrestler. Yeah. And a lot of my best guys are really accomplished wrestlers. Um, but not, not me, myself, I wrestled in like, uh, in middle school, which for, you know, some people were, that's like, says something, but it doesn't really mean anything around here. So I never really, and I think, um, you know, for the longest time, I think it, uh, I think, you know, being a coach now and, uh, and instructing a lot of wrestlers, I mean, you know, and Chad, you know, too, like wrestlers bring in a lot of bad habits that, you know, get them in a lot of trouble in jujitsu. They obviously bring in a lot of good habits, Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, if you can deprogram them, they're great. But if you can't, um, it's a mess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It can be. Yeah. I wonder if the less amount of years of like being in wrestling helps too. like mm-hmm. for me, oh, for sure. <clears throat> like I have a couple years of middle school wrestling and it still mm-hmm. come, it came back to me when I started jujitsu. Yeah. I've talked about this before, but I, I, I didn't have those habits. You know what I mean? Like those habits that are ingrained in you for, years and if you have a high level wrestler yeah that's super hard like doesn't make them bad though 
No, <laughs> no, absolutely. Their takedowns not. are very good. Double leg, single leg, all that. It's all good. <laughs> unsweepable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Their base is super yeah. strong. Yeah, that was yeah. the first thing I. Someone my like very first couple of days there at, at East Coast. Someone went to sweep me and they couldn't do it, and it was like, "Did you wrestle?" And I was like, "Like thirty years ago, man." But. <laughs> that base is still there baby <laughs> yeah it, it, i mean it, it makes such a huge difference i mean in some of those you know some of the departments that sure. you know you know fighting off your back that's that's a very foreign concept to a lot of those guys but some of my like i said some of my and not some of my best students for the most part um you know have a wrestling background and it's the it's i think it's the the, the individuals that can take that and add to it the ones that are really students of the game um that's oh it's a deadly combination yeah you know it really glad is, they're on my yeah. team <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure <clears throat> definitely yeah just got to make sure they wear that gi a lot right yes slow them right down put them slow in the quicksand real quick we had a, <laughs> right, right after um covid last year we had a kid come in from mount union and uh he was oh. a heavyweight two you know 240 Oof. um i think he placed like seventh in the nation you know the mm-hmm. previous year and he was ridiculous, like, yes, just like ripping up people yeah. like, hey, hey, um, hey, that guy has to go to work tomorrow. He's in his yeah. 40s. Be careful. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just a gear yeah. and, and wrestling at that, you know, Mount Union's what D3. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's, you know, he's 22 and only rolled with other, or only um, roll, I guess, rolled with other athletes. Like, yeah, you know, it's just a it's a gear that he couldn't slow down. He ended up going back to Mount Union for a while, but. You know, it was fun while it lasted, I guess. I think it's important too. I always, um, you know, I, when I opened up my school, I was always, um, you know, starting from like basically nothing. Like I didn't, I didn't inherit any students from other schools. I mean, I eventually did over time, sure. but uh, I mean, I just had a group of guys in, you know, t-shirts and, and workout shorts. And it was like, oh man, this is like, you know, you're really molding them from nothing. I'm not really inheriting anything there was really nobody to help at that point it was it was literally me and a lot of a lot of trial and error and a lot of things mm-hmm. i mean i you learn a lot about yourself instructing because i was a i was good but um teaching is a is a whole different animal um you know you can you can train yourself and and you can spend you know like i i mean i did i still do but you can spend hours you know watching film and trying to game plan and um but trying to take people that are you know a lot of these people aren't aren't athletes a lot of them are hobbyists a lot of them are a little bit older yeah um trying to take those people and get them ready for you know whoever's walking through that door whether it be uh you know a collegiate wrestler um you know any tough guy off the street and um it was it was i guess my point is it was good having you know like I said, the, the wrestling base around here is just crazy. Everybody can wrestle. Everybody knows the double leg. Everybody knows how to sprawl. <laughs> Nobody's going to get swept. So it's like, um, it was really just like, a, it, it's, and it still is. It's a nice, um, it's a nice, it keeps you, it keeps you humble and it keeps you very realistic of your skill set. Um, oh, sure. sure, sure, and I yeah. think I never try to like, you know, I mean, I try to keep people safe for sure. Like, I don't want anybody getting hurt. And, sure, and that's like right. paramount, you know what I mean? But um, at the end of the day, it's like you, you want that you want that realism. You know, you want to make sure your jujitsu actually works. And, right. you, and they don't want to water down too much. And that's sure. yeah, that was uh, 
that was definitely, uh, you know, it was an eye-opening experience. Like, wow, I, you know, you got to, you got to, you can't just teach moves. You got to give them something really tangible that they yeah. can, they can use in these situations. So. Did you yeah. change any of your yeah. techniques doing that? Like when you would teach them oh. because you knew they were strong wrestlers. So you would, would you mix up some stuff? Yeah. And well, I learned a lot about, um, you know, cause in most gyms, it, it, it's like, there's like a natural hierarchy in gyms, right? You have, you have a couple, maybe like blue belt, purple belt, like kind of gym sentinels or enforcers, you know, somebody's getting a little too rambunctious. She's just like, yeah, go roll with so-and-so, you know, and it usually like settles itself out where for me, I was the, you know, I was the only one that knew any jujitsu. So if anybody, (laughs) Lenny knuckleheads came in, it was just like, okay, you know, and then I think it was kind of good for my students to some, you know, cause then they believed actually what I was saying. Yeah. Then, I mean, you were able to sell your product like, live. Yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And being that's... a little smaller too. I mean, compared to most people that walk through the doors, I mean, it's like, and you know how it is, Chad. I mean, you're yeah. lucky to get anybody under 200 pounds. And if you do, it's like, whoa, you're, you know what I mean? You're, <laughs> you're a bit of an anomaly, you know? Uh, but even more so, so they would come in and then they would roll with me and it was like, Oh, okay. You know, this actually works. And it was, you know, it's a, it's a very humbling experience. And it's like, you just had to be really honest with yourself about what you're teaching. And, you know, especially nowadays with all the, uh, with social media and YouTube and stuff like that, like everybody's showing a different variation of an arm bar and everybody's showing a different, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, sweep from some exotic guard. And, um, it's like, are they really going to work? Is it going to work? You know what I mean? Can you make it work? And um, yeah, it was, it was, I'm really glad it happened that way. You know what I mean? Cause it sure. forced me to be like this, you know, I'm telling these guys, this grip works and like, okay, <laughs> does it really work? Or try it on that guy that just walked in, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that is very cool. Like, and Chad and I roll and I'm, I'm a bigger, I'm 220. you know, you know, Chad size, he's 150 mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's cross faced me before from top, like no problem. Like nice tripod sweep, come up, got to my side cross face. And I always tell people all the time. I'm like, if you don't think like certain stuff works, I'm like, look, look at me. I'm 220. I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I'm not heavy, heavy. I'm strong, but Chad, turn me over and flat me out. No problem. And I tell all the time, I'm like, look, I'm like, it works all the time. If we have newer people, I mean, everyone that's been there knows that, you know, and it's just, it's phenomenal. And it's also exciting too to be like, point that out, you know, like, Hey, that works. Except when it's happening to you and you go, what the heck, man, like 150 pounds, get off me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But again, people, we've said it many times, people don't know what they don't know. Right. Right, Until you you put yourself out there, man, it's, and, and I think, for me, being smaller, Mike, you too, even at our at how long we've been training and at our current rank, that true test is that brand new 200 pound white belt that walks in your door, right? I sure I want to roll good with other black belts and brown belts and all that. But at the end of the day, that's not who I'm going to get in a confrontation with possibly in the street. It's going to be that 200 pound jacked up dude. And we got to see if what we can do. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's good. And I think it's, it's good to kind of, I mean, even as a black belt um, to kind of subject yourself to that a little, a little every now and then, you know, and it's like, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you, you gotta, you gotta be honest with yourself and you gotta, it, it keeps you honest, putting yourself in those types of situations. Cause you're exactly right. Like, I think you get to a certain rank in jujitsu and, and you see it in, in so many people where, 
if all you roll with it are, you know, blue belts that have, you know, in some regard, they have a mental block against you. You know what I mean? You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to beat them before you even slap hands. Um, the look is going to be different than somebody that walks in and says, Oh, what is this jujitsu? You know what I mean? Well, I yeah. played football all my life or I wrestled all my life and let's see if this really works, you know? Sure. Um, and that's obviously the more your gym grows and stuff like that, you, you know, sometimes they don't even have to get to me to, to, to understand that, but, uh, it's good. I mean, I think that's an important part of it. You know, it's, it's, it's important. Cause I, I always like when I teach, you know, my jujitsu, I mean, I, I'm obviously really technical. I'm a smaller guy. I think anybody that's anybody that makes it to black belt that's and i've said this like to many of my guys um but anybody that makes it to black belt that's under like 175 pounds like that's somebody to really like to take a look at what they're doing because i mean it's it's easy to say like oh they're smaller so they're gonna have a lot of technique but if you really like comprehend it like this is a person that's you know been probably the smallest person in the room for you know a decade And they've, you know, gotten crushed for a decade. And you know what I mean? It's like a lot of people can't take that grind when they're the bigger person in the room. Like if you add in, you know, always being 50 pounds under somebody, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, and I'm not just trying to like, uh, you know, toot my own horn and say, Oh, oh, I'm little. So I'm really technical, but it it is, there's definitely a grind to it. You know what I mean? It's like all those injuries that, most people have and then some, you know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. I think there's always, an, a, yeah, I think there's an, a, there's an asterisk to add there too. If you did not wrestle, because that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Being smaller yeah. and not wrestling is man. I was on my back forever when I started jujitsu. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm small now I'm a, you know, 150, 148, 150. When mm-hmm. I started jujitsu, I was 128 pounds, 130 pounds. Yeah. You know? So it was, it was rough, man. And it wasn't, you know, I, I feel, I don't know who I heard say this in another podcast, but we take care of our new people now, right? Mm. Like, Hey, make sure you tap, make sure you do this. This is how you do this. When we started, it wasn't like that. Mm. You know, I remember I got heel hooked my, one of my first classes and nobody said, Hey, you might want to tap, you know? (laughs) Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, your knee's going to explode soon. Yeah. Yeah. So It was just to figure it out. I think that's a, I think that's, um, that, 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 that's a sign of the times as well. Too. Yeah. Cause I know when I first started, um, I mean, obviously like I, I consider my jujitsu career after, you know, my, uh, my little MMA stint, but, yeah. uh, I, I don't put too much into that, but uh, you know, when, when I was training, um, uh, at Eduardo's, I mean, it was just, you know, he would just beat the crap out of you. I mean, it was just really, that was, that was, you know, it was old school Brazilian style, you know, Brazilian jujitsu. I mean, it Mm -hmm. was like, you know, there was no flow rolls. There was no warm up, you know, there was no warm up (laughs) rolls or anything like that. We did a warm up, but like when you rolled with him, like, if you got anything on him, it was like, you know, did somebody see that? Anybody see that? (laughs) Yeah. I know what yeah. happened. I really know what happened, but yeah, <laughs> my dream yeah. in here. What's right. <laughs> I went up there a handful of times, got to roll with him a few times. It was, I've told people before it was the most, even to this day, probably the most off balance I ever felt, mm. you know what I mean? It's with spider, amazing, some yeah. spider guard. And I just never had traction on the floor connection with the floor, you know? Mm-hmm. Granted, I was a white belt, but that, not that it would matter, you know, yeah. but it was just, it felt so odd. 
Oh so yeah. He was something else. He really was. I mean, Eduardo is, I mean, to this day, like, like you said, Chad, I mean, I mean, I obviously trained with them a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I was with Eduardo. I guess a little bit of my history. I, I trained with Eduardo up until I was a purple belt. Um, and I got my blue belt from him. And then, um, I got, a, it was a co-promotion to my purple belt, him and Matt Waterhouse. Oh, nice. Uh, but some of the, yeah, some of the worst beatings I ever got were from him. And it was just, <laughs> and I try to, you know, it's, it's like as a black belt, you, you want, you want that magic. You know what I mean? You want mm-hmm. like somebody to like to be, and I, and I always try to think of it in my head. I like, I like, like I, tr- I tell guys to, you know, try to emulate somebody like pick your jujitsu hero or like somebody like that. And I, you know, who I try to be on the mats is like, just like a mixture of like, you know, my, you know, my jujitsu heroes plus like Eduardo plus, you know, plus Matt and everybody rolled up in between, but it's like Eduardo was especially, I mean, he was, uh, somebody described it one time. He was, he's everywhere and nowhere all yeah. at the same time. Wow. And that, and nice. that was, good and that was all I, and I, I love that phrase. And I always try to, I always try to be like that. Like I want people to think you, that about yeah, sure. me when yeah. I roll, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this man from your super fight, we were talking about it this past week in the gym. Cause people were like, Hey, did you guys see that super fight? And I watched it. Fortunately, yeah. you know, it was recorded on uh, Facebook live. So I was able to watch it. And instantly I was like, I could tell even being young in my journey was like your technical, like where you place hands and where you do certain oh. things. And I was like, man. And and someone in the gym was like, did anyone watch that super fight? Like that guy. And I was like, Mike. And they're like, yeah, I was like, they were like, that guy's super technical. You could just tell. And I was like, yeah, you could tell like, that's how his jujitsu <laughs> is, man. Like he's a technical professional at doing what you do. And, and I respect mm-hmm. that it's just kind of my background. I'm an engineer by nature. That's what my job is. So I tend to be that way. I asked Chad too many questions about being technical, like certain things. So there's always an ongoing joke in the, in the gym of Terry asking too many questions, but I am 44 years old. I'm old, man. My brain doesn't work that well anymore. So. <laughs> I can use that as an excuse too. I'm like, you young guys beat me up. What, what the heck? <laughs> well, I appreciate yeah. that, man. It, it, yeah, it, that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I mean, I can't thank you enough for inviting me out for something like that. I was, it was really cool. Really cool to, to get in the mix like that. Has it been a while since you competed? Like even from that, just from a small wise, or yeah, I uh, I think the last the last time I competed was Fight to Win. Um, oh, nice. Okay, it was like two years ago or so. It's it's tough. I mean, it's tough for me because before, I mean, we we do now. We had a path to get it uh, to get to the IBJJF, but it was kind of. I mean, there's a lot of hoops you got to jump to sure. to get everything, all the everything you know lined up, and we finally got it. This as of this year, I'm nice. going to the Mas- Master Worlds here in November. Awesome, man. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, being a little smaller and signing up for some of these tournaments, it's like, it's, you know, there's usually like one other black belt there and it's just like, how much yeah. do they weigh? Like, I don't know. We'll find out when we get there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Lo- local, locally is tough. Yeah. yeah. It's really tough. Yeah. Wait till you get old. Anyway. <laughs> Wait till you're old. I just turned 46 on last couple Wednesdays ago. So being older, smaller and a black belt is really tough. Good luck, right? Trying to yeah. find it, trying to get a match set up or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, 
you know, to speak to the technical side, I mean, I've always, people have always said that about my jujitsu and uh, I've always tried to, it's just, it's naturally just like been uh, just, uh, you know, it's like how I express the jujitsu I'm trying to, sure. I'm trying to, to get out there. And I always thought like not coming from like, uh, you know, I was never a super athlete or anything like that. I, I ran, I did track in, in high school. I mean, I played football, like, I mean, I wasn't big enough to do anything with it <laughs> in football, but, uh, um, I always thought to myself, you know, I thought of jujitsu as sort of like, uh, it, it's a game, you know, and I don't have to be, I don't be, have to be necessarily as good of an athlete as these people, but like we're, we're doing jujitsu, you know, sure. you gotta be good at jujitsu. It's, it's, it's almost like my jujitsu versus your jujitsu, not so much me versus you. Um, and, and the more I framed it like that, I think the more technical I got. And then, you know, there's always an answer when you, when you think of things in a technical sense, there's always a, sure. there's always an answer to that question. Not just like, Oh, that guy's just better than me. It's just like, no, what, which part, you know what I mean? Where, where did he beat you? Which part did he beat you with? Um, and then you have a lot of tangible things you can work on. And I think, you know, I think the more people would kind of like kind of frame their jujitsu that way, like, you know, you could excel a lot faster. Yeah. Really breaking it down. That's the beauty of it. Like mm -hmm. to piggyback off that. And that's how I've tried to explain it to people that go, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like, I'm like, and you have no idea. Like, it's like, it's a game within it, a game itself. Like it's, oh, it's so, I love it. And I'm finally starting to think that way more in my roles and just training wise of, you know, going, okay, I, I, things are starting to slow down, you know, for me, I'm starting to see things and I want certain things to happen or I'll in my head, I'm like, oh, I want to do this. So I know I need to do this, this, and this before I can get there. And that is awesome. And when you have that aha moment, when you, you know, even though mm -hmm. I, haven't done it for a long time, but the way my brain thinks it's like, okay, this is cool. Except it does get me in trouble because then I'm too slow. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I need to do this, this. And then Chad's always like, yeah, I can tell your brain's just thinking. <laughs> I was like, I know. Oh, yeah. And and it sucks. Cause I need to just not think and just do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, just, I can see the wheels turning. Like it's usually, you know, I play on my back a lot or on my butt a lot. Right. And I can see Terry, like wanting to like, you know, yes. step in the pocket X pass, like just yes. do it, do yes. it. Don't don't wait because you're, the longer you wait, the more chances it's probably not going to happen. Because I'm going to start moving on. Yeah, that's why I went for the right? the weave right away as soon as I stepped yeah. in the other day and just went for yeah. the, the leg weave. And yeah. I was like, he tells me this every time. It's like, just don't think, just do it. Like you know the muscle memory already. Your body knows it. And when I did step in and did it, I was kind of stopped and was like, holy crap. Like that just worked like that. And it was to my bad side. Like it wasn't to my good side. It was to my bad side. Cause Chad always makes me go to my bad side. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. I mean, just that, I mean, exactly what you're talking about that, um, you know, anytime I'm instructing someone, um, especially in, in competition, you know, it's, it's, it's that statement you just said, it's like, trust the jujitsu it's yeah. gonna work even you know you're gonna second guess you're like god oh, they see it they see it coming i'm setting this up and it's like i i always tell people when i'm instructing them like like the all the tech the technical jujitsu works it's you that's messing it you know it's it's your mm -hmm. head it's it's yeah. you doubting these these things and you making adjustments like oh i'll just do a little bit of this it's almost like if you're 
you're cooking something and the last minute you decided it needed way more salt. Like that's not enough, you know, Sure. it's like these, yeah. these were, these are all, you know, the years and years and years, and you can always add your own spin to them. Sure. Um, and, and I think that's the beauty of jujitsu. It's, it's, you know, my jujitsu is not going to look like Chad's yours. Isn't going to look like mine. It's sure. Right. It's everybody has an, you know, I think that's the art side of the martial art. Um, you know, it's your own personal expression of, of what you, what you see as, as the best, you know, your best version of this for you. Um, but yeah, and, and competition, uh, you know, competing, it, it puts that even more so, you know, you have to, you have to trust the techniques and you have to know you drilled it enough to make it like second nature. Um, you know, it's, it's like, you want that X pass, like he said, you want it to be, almost like that's your operating system you right. know you you can make decisions while this is running in the background well you know he puts a delaheva hook i'm just smashing it right off the bat i'm coming back across i'm not letting this happen my body's doing that but my mind's thinking you know a couple steps ahead and and you know when when you when you roll with somebody that's that, like a lot better than you um and they feel like they're three or four steps ahead of you they literally are you know what i mean they they're they're dealing with what you're throwing at them um, with muscle memory, they're not thinking about these movements and, and you shouldn't, to be honest with you, you know, when you're, when you're competing, I tell guys, it's like the corniest analogy ever, but it's like the little kids when they make like the macaroni art, you know, and they, mm -hmm. they put the glue on and they put all the macaroni on there and then they flip it over and everything falls off. And then just a couple of <laughs> things are sticking like that's your jujitsu in a tournament. It's like, I have all this jujitsu that I thought worked and then sure. you flip it upside down. And it's just like, oh, there's nothing on here. You know what I mean? There's right. only a couple of stick and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, but for better or worse, you're, you'll find that out a lot of times, you know? And that's where that was my struggle just recently. Not that it's still not, but that was my thing. I was like, that should be there. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I know how to do that, but I, but I wasn't getting there. And I would get frustrated with myself because I'm like, you're better than that. Just relax, calm down and just go. And I was actually talking to a couple of our upper belts this past week. And I'm like, it does slow down. Right. <laughs> They're like, well, <laughs> it does, but it doesn't like, it depends on who you're rolling with. Like you just have to be able to go to that. And Chad's always telling me, you know, he's like, don't go their pace because you're older. You know, if I roll with a younger guy or whatever, you know, and everyone's obviously awesome. Anyone I've ever been around in jujitsu has been fantastic. Great. Everyone I've met through the podcast, everyone I've rolled with or got to train with even seminars or whatever. But I, but I still start, you know, when you walk away from the mat, you start questioning things. And I'm like, not that we'll I ever be good at this, but it's like, is this going to slow down for me? Like, will this slow down to where I just <laughs> relax and maybe not fight it so much? Cause now I feel like I fight it sometimes. <laughs> And yeah, it does. That, that's well, that's when it's, it's, it's funny you said that about, about things slowing down and it, it, they absolutely do slow down a lot. I think, I think that's one of the, it's one of the biggest things I see, you know, when I see a guy getting ready to transition to a blue belt from a white belt, like the pace of the roll, are they able to almost, I mean, depending on their, who they're rolling with. Right. Sure. But are, are, how's the pace? Can they control the pace? Can they pick it up? And then can they, more importantly, can they slow it down? Cause I mean, jujitsu, one of the, one of the most important parts is being able to, like you said, slow it down. Can you slow it down? You know, can you, can you, can you change the pace of the role 
uh, under your terms, not just, yeah. you know, under there mm-hmm. trying to match. Everybody's trying to match each other's pay, pace, especially sure. a white belt. White belt is just the most frantic thing ever. Um, and yes. then, blue, you know, blue belt slows down a little bit more. And, and I have some really technical guys that, you know, they'll go compete and, uh, you know, it, it'll just be a little bit of a wash for them. And, and um, I think the more technical technical you are the better your jujitsu works against higher level guys um sure, okay. whereas just like the kind of you know the athletes that'll come in that are a little bit of meathead they'll get ahead a lot faster but then their jujitsu starts falling off at the high levels um where you know it's almost like the answers to the questions that they're proposing you know in, in the jujitsu environment are um uh they're not as complex and there's nothing after them so it's it's uh yeah, it's uh it's an interesting sport to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you fight at all for with MMA or did you just train MMA? I did I did a um I did uh we did a smoker, I think they called them. It's yeah, like okay. a we were like a couple gyms got together and okay. it was it was wild. I mean I there's no <laughs> there was no reason we didn't we were in headgear. I mean it was just like it was crazy. I mean it was just like a fight. It was like a fight club type of thing. It nice. was kind of strange. But no, I no no uh nothing like that. No sanctioned fights or anything like oh, that. Okay. I I was just curious and I'm sure it helped like you know going in with Aguardo like being beat up like for you you're like well I kind of I have a little bit not technically but it's like I kind of just went through this whole eight month gamut of kind of getting beat up, beating up other people, you know what I mean? In a, mm-hmm. in an MMA world. So I'm sure that helped a little bit, like to transition into jujitsu. Yeah. The, it, there wasn't so much of a shock of like, um, you know, the physicality of it. Sure. Uh, I guess when I went in there, but the level was just, it wasn't even close. I remember yeah. walking into Eduardo's and, and being like, well, you know, I got a little bit of a background. I bet I could at least hang with a purple belt. Like, like I, I had a chance and I got tapped by a white belt, like my first day, like in multiple times. And, I, you know, it was just, you know, it, it was a very humbling experience going from a gym that was, um, you know, like an MMA gym to a specialized Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym. And uh, this is the level is just completely different, you know? I mean, True. we know that because we train in, at those places, but, uh, it, you know, I think a lot of people, like you said, you don't really know what you don't know yeah. beforehand. Yeah. True. Very true. Just everyone I, out there listening, walk into a jujitsu gym because it will change your life and it will, it, it will. I mean, there's so many stories. Obviously we talked to so many people, Mike, and it's like, it's, it's kind of crucial. That's one thing we want to do with a podcast is like, give that intuition to people like give that information like look just because we do this doesn't make you like some tough guy i mean you learn how to do it in the right way but it keeps you the most humble and the most respectful and you care about people and you're respectful to people so everyone out there listening i've said it a million times and i'll say it again go find a bjj gym and get yourself ingrained in there because you're going to find a new family of people that care about what you're doing and how you are so it's so true they and you know it's 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 so nice seeing that you know that the our secrets getting out and it's really it's you know it's hitting the mainstream with the, sure. you know jaco and joe rogan and those guys you know gassing up jujitsu every chance they get um i've gotten so many students from listening to they're like oh i listened to jaco and he you know he can't shut up about jujitsu and i'm like well you know if you stick around you uh you, you won't, won't either. either you know what i mean yeah uh, <laughs> right 
but I, um, you're right. They like a lot of people don't understand it's, and I always, I think of it almost like a bell curve where, you know, when you start at white belt, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. So you come in with sure. a, a, a head full of steam and then you're just getting tapped left and right. But in your head, you're like, you don't really comprehend why you're getting tapped or why you're losing these positions. And you think you almost had something, you know, you had the, I just listened to this, uh, Lex Freeman had, um, Travis Stevens on mm, yeah. and, uh, he was, he was talking about rolling with or like training, you know, judo, uh, but he was training with, uh, you know, smaller people or people not as good as him. And he was saying, you know, he could give people false hope with just mm. grips, you know, they grips, think they yeah. have more than, but they never had a chance. And I think at white belt, there is, like I said, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So you're, you're not completely comprehending how, how much trouble you're in, in these positions. So, like I said, it's like a bell curve. So you start, you don't know what you don't know. Then once you get to like blue belt, purple belt, you start to understand what you don't know. And it's, it's, it's a, it's an eye-opening experience to say the least, you know, you start understanding how much trouble you are in, in some of these positions. And that's why I think like, you know, as a, you know, as somebody that's been doing this for so long and as a black belt, some, some of the roles I have with like blue belts are like, I'll beat them worse than any white belt, just because they, they give you complete jujitsu looks in, in defensive cycles. And um, as a black belt, you can exploit those. So it's, it looks even worse. So it's sure. like, you'll beat a blue belt way worse than you beat a white belt. Cause the white belts, they don't generally know every, you know, they don't know all the escapes. They don't know where, sure. to, you know, where to position their body in the right way. Um, but then I guess to finish the thought, so you get to the middle of that. Then on the other side of that, at the highest levels, it's almost like you don't know what you know. You'll just be doing things. Things will in in Chad, you know how this is, where people mm -hmm. ask you about a position, and then you've never seen the position in your life, and you're just like, "Well, show it to me." And you're like, "Well, you just connect this, 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 this," and then <laughs> like, "Well, there you go." You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I think to a detriment a little bit nowadays because I think you know everybody and their brother has a DVD set out that's you know yeah. five hours long on some random topic. You know what I mean? Right. Some random position in the guard, and you're like, I don't know if he's actually ever used that or will use it. But you know, he got a got a big deal from BJJ Fanatics. So there <laughs> right. you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Terry ahead. was Terry's talking about how he always asks questions, and I'll teach something, and he'll, he'll say, Hey, why do you put your hand there? I'm like. Do I put my hand there? So I'll have to go back and like, I do put my hand there. Yeah. So I'll be like, record a, this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so there's, you know, so. I do that all the time. People ask, you know, um, they're like, you know, what's, what, what were you doing with the other hand there? And I'm like, ah, well, let me get into the position. What was yeah. I doing in that yeah. position? Because you, you focus when you're instructing, you're focusing on, you know, what you're perceiving as the most important parts of the movement. And, yeah. you know, I think it's just a natural, I mean, if you're like, if you're honest with yourself as an instructor, um, you know, sometimes you miss the mark as far as like the most important parts of the movement, like you're teaching the movement. And then, you know, I always like, I'm very critical of myself when I go around and, and watch everybody doing it. And I'm like, I'm missing something. I didn't teach some right part of that. If everybody's like, failing at a certain position, mm -hmm. I'll look around. And then usually, luckily over the years, um, you know, my students are like, like you said, you're always asking questions. I always encourage everybody to ask questions, you know, challenge me a little bit when it mm -hmm. comes to some sure. of this stuff, 
not to the point where we're getting in this feedback loop of like, well, what do you do when I do this? And then yeah. what do you do when I do this? When then do this? And then we're like way down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? We spend the whole class talking about one position. We don't even know, you know, where we started. Um, but it is good. And, and those questions are so beneficial as an instructor to, to get feedback on your own instruction and, and really help everybody, you know, elevate what they're trying to learn here. Cause that's what I always, you know, everybody's going to digest this, you know, mentally in a different way. They're sure. all going to, when I say hip, maybe hip doesn't mean hip to you. Maybe it just, maybe it means like plant your foot and move your butt this way. Or, you know, when I say pull your knee up, maybe to you, that means leg. It, it sounds weird, but um, it's just, especially brand new people. Like sure. yeah. I've taught, I've taught the how to shrimp like probably a million different ways to you know a bunch of different, different people. people yeah and they just all yeah. they, they all approach it different like something that works for this person is not going to work for this sure person. right yeah now I'll get into the depending if somebody's having trouble like say with a grip I'll actually grab their hand and say hey put it this way mm. instead of talking through it I saw a video years ago with Hori and Gracie at the Grace Academy. There's a room full of people. He blindfolded somebody and he's like, tell them how to get to the back door or whatever. Mm. So people are talking to him, go this way, turn right. They all get done. Horian grabs up, takes his hand and walks him to the door. <laughs> Instead of, you know, you got to think like right. the easy way, take their hand, show them the grip, you know, kind of yeah. little, little stuff like that. Yeah. So. And that's what I'll do in the gym, even like when I call chat over, you know, raise my hand, coach, whatever, like do that to me, like what you just did there. And then I'm watching like a hand or where, or want me to do it. And I'm like, here, here, it's like, yeah, no, move. You want to move your hand a little bit up or no, it doesn't matter. You're okay. You know, keep your hand kind of loose or whatever in this position, but just have a good grip or turn your knuckles or whatever, turn wrist. I'm like, okay, cool. It's all I needed. Like I, I typically I'll ask questions when he's instructing, but I don't typically ask those questions because I know like people are going to be like, what, <laughs> why does that matter? I'm like, well, it yeah. does well, to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get into that. What if, like Mike said, that cycle of like, man, yeah. this is, this is a whole nother class. Right. On that. What if those are the best Chad's like, um, that's jujitsu. <laughs> and then he walks away <laughs> Yeah, with a mic drop. <laughs> well, you know, we did that, that, that pass the other day. Um, we worked the Sao Paulo pass, you know, it's mm. people have different variations of it and they're like, well, could this happen? Yeah, sure. It could. <laughs> I mean, so many things can happen by yeah. just being off a little bit. And again, that's, you know, I'm not a drill sergeant when I teach, like, I'm not going to be yelling at you, keep drilling, but the more you drill it, the better you're going to be at it. Yeah. You know? That's what makes this, I, I think this is what makes this, it's what separates jujitsu from so many other martial arts where, I mean, obviously there's that realism where it's like, like the Sao Paulo pass is a, is a perfect example of that. Like there are, there are a number of problems or not problems, but there's a number, there are a number of things that can go wrong with that pass. Mm -hmm. So people will try to ask you, you know, just like you said, like, well, could they do this? Could they try? Yeah. All that stuff can happen. I mean, no jujitsu move is a hundred percent. There's always, you know, if we were rolling in slow motion and you just broke down every, Oh, they could have did this. They could have did that. They could have got you there. Um, but that's, that's the game. That's the rub. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sure. It's, there's always openings everywhere. And that's why there's not just one sweep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right exactly. Right. Yeah. You have a whole arsenal of, of uh, different techniques you can use. So, 
if there was, it wouldn't take you years to keep crafting it. Cause I, I I will never, ever say to be an expert. Cause I believe at this point that no BJJ instructor in the entire world will ever claim to be an expert. They will claim to be a professional maybe, but not an expert at the art, because as you guys know, you guys are there, you're both black belts and it's, it's forever learning. You're forever getting something, some kind of knowledge or some little thing. It's like, Oh, a little bit of a movement here or something. So yeah, I just had that. We went out to get some ice cream last night and there was a, um, a fireman that had been in the gym a couple times getting ice cream with somebody. He's like, Hey, that guy's a jujitsu master. I'm like, listen, <laughs> there's, there's no master. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sure. You know, say know. He's, you know, I appreciate what you're trying to say, but <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> I, I've never like, I've never gravitated towards a lot of the form formalities in jujitsu, like for whatever reason. And I, I don't like, I don't discount any gym that, that, you know, kind of does gravitate towards that stuff because mm-hmm. you know, for some people, I think I see it most in people that have come from other martial arts where it, it's just, it's the norm for them. You know what I mean? To address your instructor as, you know, sensei, as professor, right. <laughs> yeah. as, you know, I mean, or bowing before you step on the mats, um, things like that. At my academy, I, I think, you know, coming just straight into jujitsu, um, you know, it, it's it's a lot more Brazilian than it is, you know, the jujitsu side. We're like, we're super informal. Like people just call me Mike or, yeah. you know, coach sometimes, coach. you know, sure. definitely yeah. nobody. I, it's so funny. Um, <clears throat> we will go somewhere. So a, a friend of mine opened up a school and we all went uh you know the kind of you know grand opening and he was referring to me as professor mancheck and my guys are there just like cracking up They're like he called <laughs> you professor and i'm like see some places i get respect you guys <laughs> not, not, not <laughs> <laughs> When we first started the podcast and uh started getting you know guests lined up to come on and stuff i asked chad that i'm like do i call everybody just by their first name or do i like say professor. Cause obviously there's a lot of podcasts out there that, that are, that's in our genre and does this and they do say professor and Chad's like, no, he's like, unless they specifically tell you, he was like, it's okay just to call, which I doubt her. they will. <laughs> right. No. So I was like, cool. So I've kind of just gone from, from that until I get yelled at, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry <laughs> tell yeah, me, man. Just tell me. Friend. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> yeah. How long have you had your gym, Mike? So we've been open, it'll be six years this year. Oh, nice. Um, so it, it, time flies. I mean, we went from uh, just a little tiny room in the back of, uh, of uh, it's a strength uh, strength and conditioning like facility. Okay. Um, and we run out of half, like basically half the building. Um, and we've done a bunch of renovations and stuff like that over the last year. So um, nice. it's nice. It's really nice. I mean, we can all start from our feet now. It's just, it's, it's so, it's so, so nice to have nice. this space. It's like, and, and, and I'm sure Chad could speak on this, but like when it comes to, you know, when it comes to training, like you can never have enough mat space, you can never have enough room. It just, <laughs> it always fills up, you know, and, and the more you have, and it's, I get it. My little, my little pet peeve is, is every meme that's shared, you know, in the jujitsu community nowadays is always about, you know, guard pulling and not yes. doing takedowns. And it's just like, everybody's, but to those people, I would always say, you know, 
if you ever have a problem with that, you've never owned a gym and you've never yeah. had to deal with, you know, 30 people showing up and everybody being shoulder to shoulder. And then, and then what, you know what I mean? You right. got to start somewhere. How are all these people going to do it? Everybody going to stand up. That's why wrestling rooms are so gigantic. If you ever go in. Yeah. There. Oh yeah, for There's sure. Mats yeah. for, Everywhere. for miles. Yeah. yeah. One guy's got a 20 by 20 spot over there by himself, <laughs> you yeah. know, just him and another training partner. And you're like, like that guy's way out there, man. <laughs> but they're going to be going at it like double legging and trying to pick each other up oh, and everything it takes, else. It takes so so much space, you know. And and uh, you know, what, after having all the wrestlers I've had in there, it's just like, you know, I, I we train a lot of, you know, I train from my feet a lot, you know. Mm, and nice. uh, it's funny that's like when I did that super fight, that was one of the things in my head because I tra- like I said I trained with so many wrestlers and I told myself I was like, you know what. I'm going to get it. I got to get a takedown right off the rip. I was like, I got it. These guys <laughs> got to go right for it. Everything's I'm a guard player. Let's, I'm, pl- I'm not pl- playing guard at all this fight. <laughs> you did too. And it was sweet entry. And then I nice ankle pick. Yeah. I was going to say the ankle pick is yeah, thanks. That's a great pick. Uh, a while ago, um, actually a Nogi, uh, Pete, you know, Pete that that's at our gym. I don't know if he's uh, ever met Pete. Oh, you've never met Pat. Okay. I know of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, obviously very good wrestling background in high school and whatnot. And that was one of the first things like he, when he found out that I wrestled, we happened to graduate at the same time, you know, different schools and stuff, but he's like, Oh yeah, man, just like that same thing, but just control that head, like pull that head down and just reach down, like just real quick and reach oh, down yeah. and pull that. And I was like, Ooh, this is nice. And then, Oh yeah. Now it's, I'd like it if I'm standing up other than that, if it's like, uh, you know, two white belts in a China shop, then I just pull guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah save save everybody some time right yeah, save right. some time right because usually yeah, Chad will be like just pull guard like, oh yeah okay coach <laughs> I, well, it's I, funny i was just gonna say i tell guys at tournaments you know because white belts just grab and that's it for five minutes i'm right i'm like at some point maybe a minute two minutes in i'm gonna tell you to pull guard mm. Like, did you come to do jujitsu or are we going to dance? Like, you know, you waste five minutes. You're like, ah, all right. It's so, Please. so true. I, I teach. So I, we, we do a fundamentals class on, uh, on Fridays and, uh, last couple of weeks we've been working on guard pulls from your feet yeah. and I'll have a rest, uh, I have a room dot, like full of wrestlers and I'm teaching them how to pull guard. And it's like, listen, guys, it's an important concept to get used to. Cause like you said, Chad, what are you going to do? What are you, are you just going to stand there? Are you going to fight for a takedown for that long? Or are you going to use some jujitsu? You know, you yeah. only get two yeah. for that takedown. Yeah. You know, what are you right. going to do with the rest of it? Um, yeah. Cause the end goal is to, uh, to submit your opponent, you know, sure. and, right. and uh, <laughs> you have to find a way to get into, you know, your jujitsu exchange, whether it be pulling guard, whether it be, and I tell, I tell all my wrestlers, you know, um, you know, to master the art of butt wrestling, you know what I mean? You, <laughs> yeah. you, you wrestle up off your butt and it's, it's a very, very powerful tool, uh, to get used to. And I will say, um, so back, I mean, when I started, you know, kind of like, I would say like halfway through or not halfway through, but a couple of years into my jujitsu career, it was like, like 2010 ish. Uh, and that was when like the, the 50, 50 was just like, plaguing you know the, yeah. the lighter gi uh, divisions okay. and, um, everybody was double pooling and and it i mean it took years and years and years to see any kind of change but i will say like you watch a lot of the competition nowadays like to, if you watch the pans uh just a couple weeks ago 
all the featherweights were doing takedowns. Everybody was trying to pass. I mean, there were yeah. very few yeah. just like straight up double guard pools. And I think that's like, I think it's a beautiful thing. Cause I mean, for sure, I'm to the point now in my jujitsu where like, I, I, I love to, I pass more than I play guard and it's just, uh, it's for me, it's just so much fun to pass. Um, I love to, I love passing. I mean, like, like my jujitsu, like my jujitsu heroes, the guys I'm trying to, all my guys already know who the, who the guys are. It's the, you know, it's Hafa Mendez. It's, oh. it's Gustavo Batista. It's, it's the guys that are, you know, even, even some of the newer guys like, uh, Andy Mirazaki from Atos, like the passing, um, it's, it's, it's almost come full circle. You know what I mean? Where I think a lot of guys, the guards were so good. They used to be so good. I mean, relative to the passing that, um, that's why guys would double pull, you know, it's just, it was, it was uh, so okay. much time and it was so much effort to try to pass a guard like that for nothing. And it yeah. was so easy to get swept, um, that they would just double pull and then they would, it would almost be the stalemate. And, uh, it, it was, it was bad from a spectator, you know, perspective, but it's terrible. But in a sport, and I, you know, I'm empathetic though, because in a sport where there's, you know, there's hardly any money at those high levels, those guys aren't, a lot of those guys aren't necessarily running a school or anything like that. They're literally just competitors. It's like, like you're, you're like not so much your legacy, but your, your, your means of, of making a living are based on, you know, it doesn't matter if you won that, that world championship as with, with an advantage from 50, 50. Right. Right. You're still a world champion. And then yeah. you can do, you can do a seminar tour. You can, you know, you can book at a cat, you can do a lot of stuff, but you know, yeah. if, if you go out there on your sword and, and say like, Oh, I'm going to pass. <laughs> then you, you know, you lose. It's like, you know, what are you going to do? Right. And that's yeah. like kind of the high level, uh, you know, ugly side of that, but sure. it's good to see it coming back, you know, with the, you know, the passing uh, is coming back the passing and the takedown are coming back. It's weird. It's just like a big cycle, you know, it just, yeah. you think back. the changing of like rules in terms of like rule set ADCC and IBJJF and, you know, fight to win, obviously everyone has their own set of rules. Do you think that helped a little bit like to change that, to change jujitsu basically? I, kinda. I think it did. I mean, I think, um, I mean, a ADCC has been the, uh, you know, kind of the, it's always been the, the, the high watermark or the measuring stick for the highest sure. level of the nogi competition. But I think with the advent of a lot of the submission only tournaments that, that are the events that come out, um, I think it has pushed jujitsu in a, in a positive direction. Um, and I think there's still a place for those. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You listen to like a lot of the nogi guys talk, like you listen to Gordon Ryan talk and he's like, Oh, you know, gi jujitsu will be dead. And like, like five to 10 years. And it's just, that is not the case at all. No, it is not. No I, I, I don't believe that for one bit because jujitsu is dominated, not by the Gordon Ryan's, not by the Gary Tonin's, not by these guys who are professional athletes, right? It's dominated by the hobbyist. And if you've ever trained Nogi for an extended period, that the injury rate in Nogi is drastically Super higher. High. And why sure. is it higher? Because <laughs> the pace is so much higher. In Nogi. Yeah. And it's very chaotic. And especially at like not a not a an elite black belt level, that chaos isn't very controlled very well, right? Yeah, so you're just right. scrambling. And yeah. and those scramblings lead to injuries. And especially nowadays where everybody thinks that, 
you as a coach, if you're not showing them a heel hook on your first day, you're trying to hide the leg techniques from them. <laughs> and, and in reality, it's a safety issue, right? And you know yeah. that, Chad. Um, yeah, you're trying absolutely. to protect your guys. And what the gi allows you to do is it allows you to A, train every day at a, at a decent pace. Um, it slows it down. It forces, it forces you to be technical. You can't just slip and slide and, and, and rip yourself out of these places. Um, so there, in my opinion, I think there will always be a place for gi jujitsu. Um, listen, show your roles sold out every time you log in the website. So I don't <laughs> yeah. think they're having trouble <laughs> selling anywhere. Gi- right. Right. Um, so it, it's just, it's interesting. So I think like, I think there's a place for, um, there's a place for gi jujitsu, you know, the, the point-based gi jujitsu, cause mm-hmm. it's fun and it's a, it's, it's a rule set, you know what I mean? Um, sure. and I think there's a place for that sub only and then yeah. everything in between, you know what I for mean? Sure. Yeah. There's a place yeah. for someone in each spot across that. And, <clears throat> you know, I go, I started obviously gi and I'll just do no gi once in a while when I want to get an extra workout. I do not, you know, I'm not very fluent in doing no gi. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. but I'll be more sore the day after doing no gi because it is faster and it's a little hard and I can't slow down because the, my grips are different. I mean, I have great grips, but geez, man, two minutes in you're sweating, you know, with a bunch of white belts. I mean, yeah, it's not happening. And things are harder to pull, you know, because you give me an arm bar, but most likely I'm going to be able to slide out because I'm strong enough, unless you got it perfectly. And honestly, if it's two white belts going at it, neither one of us are really doing it. It's typically, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's all slipping and sliding, Mike, like you said, you know, it's like, I'm ripping the stuff apart, you know, and sliding to another movement. You know, I never forget when I first started no gi, I was like, does the same stuff work? Do I do the same? <laughs> Cause I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I'm just going to kind of use a little bit of wrestling right here. Cause I really don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so I just kind of stuck with that and then learned as I went, but yeah, I can see. There's a place for each yeah. person, you know, so much different. I, I talked to, um, I don't know if it was at a, I think it was at a fight to win. Mm-hmm. I ran into, uh, Dante Leon and, uh, it was right before ADCC the last time when he got the invite or whatever. And he's like, luckily I don't have to be good at jujitsu. I have to be able to wrestle and <laughs> defend footlocks. That's all I got to, you know, obviously he's being funny. Obviously he's very good sure. at jujitsu, mm-hmm. but that's true. Wrestle and footlocks. If you can defend, right. Yeah, it's it's I mean, the the meta nowadays, I mean, if you don't have those two things and you're trying to compete at a high level, it used to be it used to be, you know, if you don't have a good butterfly garden, a guillotine. And now it's like, you know, if you don't have good wrestling and you don't know your leg locks inside and out and not even just leg locks, if you don't know the most current iterations of the leg locks. Oh, yeah. Cause they change at such a drastic rate. And I, and I always try to stay on top of, um, you know, I try to keep my finger on the pulse as much as, I mean, I'm sure. always, you know, I yeah. always have the newest DVD set. I am always hip to whatever so-and-so is doing, you know, whether it be Lachlan, whether it be, uh, Gordon, whether it be, uh, Donaher, any, any of those guys, you sure. want to, you want to be up to, up to speed with a lot of that stuff because the meta has changed. I mean, it really yeah. has. And even, especially nowadays at the highest level, you see that, that it's a natural divide. And, and to be honest with you, like um, that's, that's always the the golden question, right? Like, like, can you just train no gi jujitsu? Can you just right. train gi jujitsu? I mean, can you be, can you do gi jujitsu and then go compete at a high level? No gi. Um, I think nowadays, if you want to compete at the highest level, probably not. 
you probably have to invest, you know, almost all your time and resources into Nogi. It's not really like it used to be. Sure. Um, right. I mean, they, I th- I'm just talking at the highest, highest level. Now, the average practitioner, you should do whatever you want to do. You should do what, um, you know, what makes you want to get up and go train. You know, right. what I mean? yeah. at the end of the day, you're paying money to go train and, and you sure. should enjoy yourself when you're going there. Um, I will say, though, it's it's like I said, good luck uh, staying healthy, doing yeah. nogi at, a, at, at a high level, at a high pace all the time. It's it's yeah. really it's it's difficult. And and, and especially um, and I'm not just talking going to train and I don't want to discourage anybody. I mean, I, I you know, I love nogi jujitsu. We do it. Um, but the you know, I think a lot of guys they, they get in their head a lot of times where they'll, they'll do a little nogi. And like you said, they'll slip out of things and they'll, they'll rationalize it in their head that they're better at nogi. Yeah. Where yeah. in reality, it's like, not really, you know, that's not right. really, the case. Sure, <laughs> it's right. just, you're more exposed with the gi on and, yeah. and you can't use your athleticism to get you out of bad situations. Right. Which so is always funny. A, Go ahead, Chad. I just had a question. I've never asked this. I just thought of it, Mike. So if you had somebody that only trained no gi with you, mm-hmm. would you rank them eventually? Yes. Would you? Yeah, I, only, w- I would. Yeah. I'm probably going to, I mean, to be honest with you. So like whenever this podcast actually uh, goes live. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so as of next week, we'll have two, we're going to have two dedicated no gi days. Um, okay. We were doing it just the way the schedule worked out. Cause we were sharing like half the space and I couldn't really get in there as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were doing like a, a, an entire no gi week per month. So mm-hmm. it was split up that way. But now going forward as of next week, um, we'll, we'll have Tuesday, Thursdays are just going to be straight nogi. So I guess my point is there is a potential for people that only come on those nogi days. Now, would right. I prefer them to come on the gi? Absolutely. I for would. sure. You know yeah. I mean, you're going to, you'll get more out of your jujitsu if you do that. But I look, I understand, look, I'm, I'm obviously a gi practitioner and that's my love. And that's, you know, kind of my, my main focus for years and years and years. And I think just because, um, I mean, there's no dedicated no gi schools around here unless you go to planet or something like that. Um, but there's, there's definitely a chance like a situation like that occurs, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, I, I'm not going to shy away from anybody if that's, if that's what they want to do, if that's the path they want to take, you know? Um, it's interesting to me because it's almost like, you know, if you don't adjust and you don't kind of like have that, like that conversation in your head, like what if people only want to do no gi in these sure. situations? And it's yeah. like, I don't, you're going to have to, you know, I, I don't want to be a grumpy yeah. old jujitsu guy right. and be like, you're right. going to put that <laughs> yeah. gi on, you know what yeah. I mean? They're yeah. like, well, you know, yeah. Gordon Ryan does, he never right. put a right. gi right. on, exactly. he never wore, you know, so <laughs> you want to be progressive you too. Adjust, you know, you got to you know? keep up. Yeah. You got to right. keep up with it. Right. Just like you said, like you get the latest um, DVDs and all the information and, you know, we're, we're watching fight to win and we're watching who's number one, you know, weeks, you know, a couple, what Chad, two weeks ago, or was it a week ago? Was it, no, it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But who's number one is week, all weekend, week. whole, you know, whole tournament. And then, you know, Sunday night, it was the, the finals and stuff like that. And, you know, like you watch that and you know, well, if, if younger people were getting involved in jujitsu, they're probably watching a lot of YouTube stuff. That's no gi and a lot of other stuff out there that, you know, DVDs, instructional DVDs, that's all, all no gi stuff. So yeah, there's going to be young women and men and 
kids or whatever that are going to be like, I just want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to do. I've had more people it, it, to be honest with you. I've had more people and, and it's usually they'll come in and they'll, they'll say they like no gi better. Right. And then the more they train in the gi, they'll start to get better at the gi and they realize like all the options you have with the gi on. And, and I think that to me, that's what makes the gi fun. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's all, I mean, I have so many more attacking options. Uh, I think it's a smaller guy that it really helps too. Like you can really slow sure. down a roll, especially somebody that's big and rambunctious. Now, obviously like, like a guy like, uh, uh, like Lachlan at ADCC last year when he entered the absolute and he weighs like 160, 170 pounds and he's just gutting the division. Yeah. But if you look at how we did it, you can't do that to the, you know, the big rambunctious white belt. I can't go K guard to uh, <laughs> right. you know, uh, like a 50, 50, you know, an inside heel hook on these, you know, it just like, it's bad for business. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, you get one trip through the door, then one trip out. It's like, Oh geez, testing out my insurance policy right off the bat. Um, right. But I think I, I think at the highest level, it just the the submissions get a little more dire and a little more, um, you know, a, a little like uh, there's a little more serious, you know, sure. especially yeah. in no gi, and gi you can you can slow things down, you know what I mean? I can you can cook them a little bit, and then you know what I mean, take them out slow, and uh, you know what I mean, and and uh, and you know make that adjustment on the fly, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I will text like if we're watching who's number one or, or fight to win or whatever on uh, flow, I'll text Chad when, cause it's always no gi most of the time, you know, fortunately we'll catch some gi stuff in there, but I'll go, what the heck did he just do? Like it was so fast. And so, you know, and that's the other thing. It is very hard to see unless you're in the action, unless you're right there, because it is so fast, especially with those high elite guys, you know? Oh so. yeah. The gi is even more confusing too at the, at the highest level. Cause I mean, you you have to rewatch a lot of those matches to see the grip adjustments they make. Um, Pans was a great example of that because yes. there was some there was some wild entries in some of this stuff. Like uh, Gustavo Batista was doing some some crazy stuff off like uh, you know off of his Delahiva that you know most guys have never seen. Where it's almost like a it's almost like a um, um, uh, like a Ashigara, like an inside uh, leg lock entry. You know, uh, the okay, sweep okay, off okay, of that yeah. is really wild stuff that like, you know, if you, if you didn't know what you were looking at, you'd be like, I you have know. no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. When I watch pans, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I'm just like, that was awesome. But I don't know what that was because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I did watch it. I would be like just switching from Matt to Matt to Matt. And I'd be like, oh, that one's over. Let's go to the next one and watch as much. Cause I try to ingest as much as I can non YouTube. Like I'll see stuff and obviously, you know, social media and whatever. And I'll look at it, but then I kind of move on. I never try to really pull it in class. Cause I'm like, that's going to come in time. I'm not worried about it. I just kind of fluff it off and go, that's really awesome. But I really want to focus on what I'm doing right now. What, what Chad has taught me in class. It's like, I need to stay on that path, not YouTube and go into the corner and going, Hey, you ever watching, seen this before? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think watching, watching matches is huge. I really like that. Though. You know, not, not just instructionals, but matches is, is really good. Matches are for, you know, for somebody that's starting out, like that, that's exactly what you should watch. If you want to watch, I always tell people like, if you want to watch something like pull up, you know, like the most recent uh, highest level tournaments, you know what I mean? If you can find the yeah. IBJJF, you know, if you don't have a flow account, I mean, some of that stuff's on YouTube, sure, uh, right. but um, 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because like you said, there's so much content out nowadays. And I think it's good and bad, right? Mm Because it's like, it's good because it's good at our level, at a really high level, because you can can take little nuggets of of what you see, like, um, like the super fight I did that, that bow and arrow variation I did. Yeah. Um, very different than like you typically see. And, uh, I saw that on like a reel, I think on like TikTok or not like <laughs> TikTok or Instagram, but <laughs> nice. the variation. So I, I drilled it for, I mean, it's like, you still got to put the work in for sure. You still sure. Make right, right. Yeah. But, you know, like y- you have the luxury of doing that after, you know, you know, in my case, like 13 years of doing this, it's like, you can take little, little things from different places and be like, Oh, I'll try, you know, try that out. And I yeah. drilled that, I drilled that setup for probably three weeks. Um, and I had, you know, we, I mean, I, I always put a lot of time and a lot of like, like, um, you know, I'll train every match I'm going into, like, it's going to be the world finals. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't mess around when I'm like, when I like say, I'm going to like, okay, I'm going to compete. Like we're, we're going all in, like yeah, I'm living in. and breathing yeah. this, you know what I mean? Because at black belt, it's like, I mean, I don't know what, you know, you don't have no idea what you're going to run into. And that was the biggest difference I, I found, you know, once I started training, I mean, I think my jujitsu career, it was like, like, like my, the middle of my career when I was training like full time with Waterhouse, like he taught me, you know, how to be technical. He taught me all the, you know, how to, how to dissect things. And he got my brain work. I mean, I think I was naturally kind of going that way, but after I got a black belt, you know, and opened up my own school and, um, you know, started training my own and then like seeking out my own, my own training. I'm like, what do, what do I need to get better at this? You know? And, um, you know, training with, uh, with Chris Kreeble, training with Josh Roller, training with, uh, all my guys that are like my, my highest level guys, like those guys taught me at the highest level, like, and I say it to my guys now, like you have to, there's a level of violence that a lot of people aren't ready for at that level, that level <laughs> sure, of, of right. I mean, everybody thinks it's, it's jujitsu, you know, it's kind of hard and you don't really like get that intense. Like, unless you're like, you know, it feels like like the first day you walk in as a white belt, like there's that fight. You're like, Oh, this is real. But like over the years, it, everything kind of slows down, especially the better you get at it. Um, but they kind of brought, brought it back up in me. It's like, you have to be like technically violent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a level of there. I mean, it's still a fight and it, it just, um, you know, it, it was, it was good for my training. It was good for everything. I mean, it kind of like changed the way I looked at things and, you know, uh, I could take my technical side and like, you know, like bump it up and, sure. you know, it, it was good. And I try to tell my guys the same thing. Like, you're going to like, it's going to like shock you. Your first jujitsu tournament is going to, is going <laughs> to scare you and, and all everything above, you know what I mean? Sure, right. And but, you got to have yeah. that mindset. Like you said, Mike, <clears throat> there is a, there is a sense of violence to it obviously. And you have to have that in your mind, no matter what, like you don't have to hurt anybody, but you have to no. understand that you need to go into that world a little bit, <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to step into that a little bit, you know, it, it, you have to expect it. You have to, you have expect, to expect it exactly. a little bit of, I mean, you don't have to like, you know, you don't have to be malicious. Like I'm not, right, ever, exactly. I'm, never, yeah. I'm never trying to like hurt anybody. I'm trying to submit somebody. Right. Right. You know exactly. I, mean? I want you to tap. I don't want you to pass out. I, right. I want you to tap. I don't want you, to, I don't want to break your arm. Right. Um. I want to submit. I mean, that's still, there's still a sports side to it. And that's sure. really, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I forget 
what we were talking about. Yeah, no, but no, I, okay. uh, <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, oh, okay. you were just talking about your training and like how you shifted into that, like that type of training in your all in yeah. and stuff. And that's a great statement in terms of what we've all, we've talked about this. We talked to people about this is, you know, jujitsu puts you in that mind state to be all in because you know, the consequence, if you're not mm. in your hobbyist, not you, it, it, like I'm a hobbyist, but people out there that are hobbyists, but you have to understand you do have to put in an effort to overcome just a little bit of that hobbyist because it's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of work you have to put into it. You have to have a mindset that there is going to be some pain and some violence to it, you know, yeah. and with doing that, it's also a life lesson. Like, Oh, oh I'm going to put all of all, all of it in, you know, Chad and I talk about all the time. Like we joke about all other stuff we used to be involved in or, you know, bowling. And it's like, psh, I got like, I'm all in baby. I got like four bowling balls, got a couple bags, got everything I need. I'm good to go. You know, it's like, yeah, that was it. That was me. That was know? me, man. And that's yeah. like, that helps you in life. Like you're going to school, you're working in a job. Like it gives you confidence to take on a new project, to do something. And it says, Hey, I'm all in, I'm all in because when I go to the gym, I'm all in because those guys count on me to be all in, you know? So that's kind of a transition in terms of you know, the BJJ stuff, you know, being in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, martial arts in general, I will, I'm biased now hundred percent because I have background in other martial arts, but I am hundred percent biased that jiu-jitsu is by far the greatest martial art that <laughs> you could ever be involved in because of what it, you do. <clears throat> if you're it, training, if you're training, you know, if you're training at a good place and you're surrounded by good people, you, I mean, you learn to like, you literally, you have to do something that scares you on a consistent basis all the time, you know, you yeah. have to constantly put yourself out there and whether it's at like the smallest level where you're just like, you know, you know, when you roll, go on your bad side, you know, and to put yeah. your left hip on the mat and say, you're right. It's like, Oh, I'm going to get beat up pretty bad, you know, right for <laughs> my coach and with the, you know, the, the guy that's not my rank or the guy that is my rank, you know, uh, up to like competing at a really high level. You know what I mean? It's like everything in between there. And it, it, it it's such an important lesson, you know, it's like, you know, with, with big risk comes big reward. And it's like, you're exactly. not always going to come out on top and that's right. okay. Yep. But it's like, just the act of putting yourself out there is, is, is everything, you know, like it, for me, it was, it was transitioning into like, really like competing as, especially as a black belt. It's like, you're there, all your students are there. There's a live stream. People are watching. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, I mean, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's nobody else fighting and, and, you know, there's like, you know, everybody's filming Watching it at that you, point, right. you know what I mean? And they're expecting magic and it's like, here we go. You know what I mean? Like one person's going to win this and right. you, like you, you know, you have confidence that it's going to be you that you put the preparation in, but there's a chance it's not going to be you. And uh, it's like, I always tell myself when I go into the, like a, a situation like that, like, especially like that super fight, it was like, I prepared myself to be, I'm the absolute best version of myself I have ever been right? I'm in best shape I can be. I'm as mentally sharp as I can be. Everything is right where it needs. I got a great game plan. I had a great, you know, everything was on there. If I lose in this state, that's okay. I, I, now I have something to work on and I can be an even better version of myself next time. You know, there's no reason to get down about stuff like that. And I have so many people that come into my academy that they'll, they always have some kind of story that they like, you know, especially the wrestlers, I'll have wrestlers that come in and, you know, they, they, they're runner up at state or something like that really successful. And so, like for most people that would say that, 
but something happened mentally for them and they almost like revert back to that when they start competing. Yeah. Right. You know, you got to shake them and be like, yeah. I'm not that person. This is yeah. not, you know, let's reinvent you right now. <clears throat> yeah. Let's be whoever you were in the past. That's not, you now. And I think that's the beauty of jujitsu is like that almost like you can resurrect yourself. And so in like such a beautiful way, you can become like, you can become strong, you can become confident. And I, and you see it in so many people that come in, and learn this and have that confidence, you know, whether they're like, uh, like a, a, an ultra competitive person that wants to go compete or just, you know, somebody who's like, you know, been bullied or somebody that's, sure. you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I have a girl that trains with us now. She just started and, and she's only been with us a couple of weeks, but you can already see her confidence, like starting to grow when she came nice. in, you know, mm-hmm. that was her biggest thing. She's like, I walk around and I'm just like, I feel like I'm terrified of like, you know, my surroundings of, you know, and, and I'm like, well, you know, let's let, let let's let's see let, let's see what what version of you you know like um, mixing up my words, but like see how different you are just by you know coming to this class and 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 gaining this and gaining that confidence because moves are moves, you know, right? We can all learn sure, jujitsu right. anywhere, but like that that confidence level, that that new version of yourself, you're gonna be. You know, I mean, we could wax poetically. It's a jujitsu podcast, right? But it's, right. Uh, there's so many good aspects of it, you know, yeah. that, that we we just we, a lot of times you don't really think about. But then if you really think about it, it's just like, well, yeah, I see it every day. And that's that's the best part about it, you know. Right. And it helped. And it's going to extend her in general, because not only is she going to gather confidence and grow, as you are already seeing, she's going to look around and see every one of those other women that are in there have done the same thing. And all you guys in the way that you teach Mike, and she's going to be like, wow, I'm at the right place. I'm at the right mm-hmm. place around the right people that are going to give me confidence and believe in me. Maybe she didn't have that. And she won't walk around terrified anymore. It's not just about learning how to defend yourself. It is a huge aspect and it's the most wonderful thing, but it also is also building that up on another side too. Like you said, that's very cool, man. Good stuff. We have you, yeah. we've, we've had you for more than an hour, brother. So <laughs> we won't keep you much longer. It was, All it good. was great stuff. Um, I got I one gonna, question for, I you. was going to go ahead, Chad. Let's go top five jujitsu. <laughs> who's your, who's your top five? Oh, my Mount Rushmore. Yes. Yeah. Whatever oh, you want to call it. <laughs> Mount Rushmore is good. I would say probably so. For me, I'll put him in like top five influences on my jujitsu. Okay. Because right? it's like, it's hard to, you know, it's kind yeah, of not that who's the best of the best. Yeah. For um, you. So I guess for me, the top five people that are like, you know, famous jujitsu guys that have like influenced me, obviously, top of my list, I said it before, Hoffa Mendez. Um, He's, he's the man. Uh, I love yeah. his jujitsu. I would, I bummed he retired. Yeah. He's um, a Jedi. He's a Jedi. Re- like oh. le- legit. <laughs> like a legit like, Jedi. <laughs> it's so funny because the, like the, the, probably the other guy on my list right underneath of him was my initial like jujitsu hero. It's Cobrinha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I came up right when the torch got passed to like yeah. ha- from Cobrinha to Hoffa. Cause Cobrinha was the guy, you know? Yeah. And then Hoffa came and took him. I was like, oh, and I, I like viewed Hoffa as like the bad guy in there. Like, oh, oh yeah. He was beating and then I, you know, I just fell in love with it. It was great. But like probably, so probably, yeah, Hoffa, Cobrinha, um, geez, who else is up on there? You know, like love him or hate him. Gordon Ryan's jujitsu is, yeah, is 
you can't oh, argue. Beautiful. Yeah. I he's mean, legit. it really is. He's like, yeah. Separate from, I can, I can draw a line with him and separate the person from the jujitsu. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just what he's able to do just from a jujitsu standpoint, you know, at those high levels, like, you know, sweeping Buchecha as, as, yeah. as technically and as, as clean as he did at that yeah. high level is just really incredible. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I would, I'd throw him up there just as far as, you know, uh, straight technical influence, not a, yeah. you know, not, a, not to get any of the personal stuff with him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got to put Marcelo on there for yep. sure. Yep, I mean, yep. no less, no list is complete without him. No. And, then, um, geez, man, I don't you know. Ever, uh, how about Ted today? Oh, well, I mean, then we're getting into like, you know what I mean? He's the reason <laughs> I know. Any of those guys are, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, right. If he would have, if he if he would have not hit some personal issues that he had, oh, you you will you might not know Marcelo, right? You're like very absolutely, like absolutely. He, he I think he submitted Marcelo twice back in you know whatever days they were. I don't know what, if it was black belt or not, but yeah, and he was such a he was such a madman too. Like he, signing up for the absolutes, and yeah, taking those guys down, yeah. And I mean, his passing is the reason people pass the way they do in modern jujitsu, and it, it kind of yeah. revolutionized a lot of jujitsu. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. You yeah. know, it's uh, yeah, he definitely make awesome. that list too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll send you some highlights of him, Terry. You probably never watched him yet. Nope. But... The few of the names, as usual. Yeah. I'm getting. I get educated on this podcast (laughs) just like everyone out there listening he gets educated too it's funny the list is like my list like dates my jujitsu too a little bit because i mean like not my jujitsu but like where like where how i came up because it's all like 10 years ago all these guys are like like that guy doesn't even compete anymore (laughs) right right but yeah but some of the newer guys though like uh like i brought his name up earlier but uh there's a guy from Atos named uh, Gustavo Batista mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, he's deaf. I love him. I mean, he's probably my, one of my favorite uh, active competitors in the geese. Just amazing. Nice. He's a bigger guy, but he just, um, he just moves so well. His passing so clean. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. The stuff he does. I really, really dig it. It's cool. Yeah. I remember we started doing, um, you know, my standing passing basics is X pass, leg weave, knee cut, leg drag, mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? So I sent Terry the video of um, Hoffa at the Hickson Cup. Hickson Cup. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's like he has the he has the contra code for passing. Oh right. man, I, I, I watched probably that. watched that yes. every like every month for the last like you know seven years. I literally just sent it to one of my blue belts yesterday, and I was just yeah. like, I like you've seen this, right? And he's like, I don't think so. I'm like. Oh man, <laughs> it's the yeah. greatest. Like it's like best. these are le- other legit black belts, right? Yeah. It looks like and he's, he's playing on easy mode. Right. Well, yeah. that's what that's what Chad <laughs> said. It when he sent it to me, he's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "How's that even possible?" He's like, it, yeah. it, "He makes it look super easy. Like he's on easy mode, right?" He'll pass your he'll pass your guard, but then reset. Like right. you <laughs> didn't you you didn't recover, <laughs> right? I just moved here. Like it's like yeah. Wait, what? It's and I would watch it over and over. I kept that clip up. I'm, I'm still working from home. So I would keep it on one computer screen and I would like be working on another and it would be in between and I would like watch it (laughs) and I would like work and watch it. I'm like, this is too good. I have to keep this all the time. Like it's great. uh, It's great. The videos like that, like, I mean, that gets me fired. I mean, I watch it. If I watch it tonight, I'll be, you know, 
everybody. Like, yeah, ready to go. <laughs> we still going tomorrow morning? I just want to check. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I've just sent a blast out to everybody. Notification. Yeah, just want to get it. Yeah, make sure everybody's on board. Right. Awesome, man. Cool. Hey, cool. anyone you want to shout out? Any? I mean, obviously, shout out all your social medias, your gym, and then anything else you want. We'll, we always tag them in all um, our show notes and everything. That way, everybody knows and. Yeah. Credit to um, credit come. <laughs> yeah, well, you can find us. We're on the, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. If you're uh, on any of those platforms, Mancheck Brazilian Jiu Jitsu um, on uh, on Instagram, Mancheck BJJ. Uh, you could check our website out, uh, mbjja.com. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's what we're doing. Uh, I will say, shameless uh, plug here. Uh, the Limitless Tape is fantastic. Used it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, full awesome. t- training cycle this week to give it a full and nice it's unbelievable really awesome. really high quality stuff guys I good mean, I thank you so much man. i can't say cool. enough good things about it hey good. held up on my my old crypt keeper hands the whole time <laughs> yeah. it was great they didn't didn't come loose at all so i mean nice really and no awesome. no residue and it can't comes Nothing. off nice it and was, it stretches oh, it's well, great. It's good yeah. nice man usually you get the little stringies you know yeah. and i retape it halfway through because i mean i'm I'm real heavy with my gripping game. Sure. And, uh, it held up great. I was, nice. I was very pleasantly surprised. Awesome, I man. I got a, sold a couple rolls right after that too. I was like, yeah, you guys got to get <laughs> you guys out of it. <laughs> awesome, man. We, we appreciate the support and appreciate everything. Um, everyone out there that knows, you know, Chad and I started our own tape business called Limitless Tape um, to kind of go play off with Limitless Industries or Limitless Radio Casts, as Chad, Chad calls it, Limitless Industries. Because we, he's like, if we would have done this, we should have, we just, should have just called it that in the beginning and just keep putting stuff out there i was like well yeah it is what it is but appreciate it very much there's no shameless plugs on this podcast either Uh (laughs) every guest is allowed to plug anything anything because the more knowledge that you're dropping on people is what we want man spread the news and spread the word you know you guys are doing it it's a great thing um you know i appreciate the support um i mean Chad, appreciate all you're doing, man. It's great. Yeah. I mean, this podcast is awesome, you guys. Um, you know, uh, and you've always you supported me the whole. I mean, we've we've. Uh, I think it speaks even more so, like like what we said earlier. You know, we don't really, we didn't really know each other outside of you know just knowing of each other, right? Um, and yeah. you know, I think that's that's it says a lot about the community where like, you know, you don't necessarily have to know somebody in this community to. Um, to support them, you know, because, right. you know, you know, right where they're coming from, you know, right where they're at. And, and I think that just grows the sport. And I'm always, you know, any guys that are closer to him, I'm sending them to him. You know what I mean? I just want, mm-hmm. I just want, you know, make the, I want people to find jujitsu, you know, and exactly. I, I want to support, you know, you know, my brothers in jujitsu out here yeah. too. So absolutely. That's what makes it great. <clears throat> send people here, send people there, get in everyone out there, get in find a gym. If you're down, down around, uh, I would say Southern Ohio, but in the, in the Worcester area guys, and you haven't checked it out, go check out man, check Academy. He'll get you squared away and get you going well. And if you're up in the Stark County area, obviously everybody come into East coast and we'll get you squared away and you'll find a family that you never thought you would find. I can tell you that. Yes, so. absolutely. Thanks Mike for hanging with us, man. We appreciate Thanks, it guys. so much. Keep doing it's everything fun. you're doing training working hard and we appreciate you cool all right cool. All thanks right, a lot guys yeah, Have a good one. You, 
Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, go out there and check out all our sponsors. By supporting them, you support the Limitless Radiocast podcast. It helps us bring you guys content each and every week and keeps us going. Thank you and we appreciate you for all you do. Limitless Radiocast is brought to you by True Tubes Tattoo Supply. Limitless 10 at checkout for a 10% discount on all your tattoo needs. They have state-of-the-art equipment for everyday needs in the tattooer's life. Check them out. Remember, stay true. Limitless Radiocast is also brought to you by Magic City Brewing Company. Best beer brewed in the hometown of Akron, Ohio. Check them out. Also, M&H Beans. Best coffee around. They'll ship all over the world. Check them out, M&H Beans. Also, check out RollAmongUs.com. Put in Limitless 20 at checkout for a 20% discount on all your fight gear needs. That's geese, lanky geese, rash guards, spats, fight shorts. They have t-shirts and accessories. Check them out. Great place ran by a great guy. Also, check out BattleBomb.com. Put in Limitless 20 at checkout for a 20% discount. You have CBD and non-CBD rub to rub on those aches and pains from hard training, hard work, everyday life. Check them out. Remember, Limitless 20 at checkout. BattleBomb.com.